0: Around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit You are welcome to Face to Face broadcast enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be the world the power of the Holy Spirit We prayed before Right, let's pray again. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. For those that will not believe, except I pray, I pray now for them in the name of Jesus that they will hear the word of God, Amen, and receive light in their soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Ephesians two ten. Let's start from there. I want to talk to you about setting your cause in prayer. Hallelujah. This month we have been talking around prayer and most of the time people think about prayer just as something they use or an avenue to receive something from God. Or people think about prayer as something they embark on an exercise they embark on when there is a crisis. Yes, prayer could solve all of that. But there's something more about prayer. I like to start with this scripture. I love it a lot. Let's read it together. want to go. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should work in them. Hallelujah. We are, his workmanship means we are God's handiwork. God crafted us. By himself. In Christ Jesus. Then it says, unto good works. That's for good works. That means we were not made for something that was not beautiful. Hallelujah. We were created for good works. The good works there is not just talking about uh, um, um, being um, nice to people or welfare, as some people think about good works. No. It's talking about good in the same light in which the bible said jesus was anointed with the holy ghost and power and he went about doing good hallelujah and healing all that were oppressed of the devil remember that scripture now what that was talking about was that the good jesus did was that he opened blind eyes hallelujah the good was talking about good that was a product of the miracle working power of god hallelujah so when the bible says we are his workmanship Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. He's not just talking about welfare. He's not talking about the same thing that uh, um, companies do, what you call corporate social responsibility, that companies do for communities. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about impacting lives with your spiritual substance. Amen. So, he said, we are created. Say, I am created. Say, for good works. Now, he's talking about exploits. Notable feats. We are created for manifestations. Now, that's not my focus. He says, these manifestations God had before ordained. Hallelujah. That means that before we came, there are, there is a course that has been set for us. Are we together? There is a path. That has been lined up for us. And that path is for manifestations. There are certain expectations based on the path that God has set for you and for me. Now you know the scripture says that the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. He's talking about the, the, the sun and the moon and the, and the planetary bodies. They are waiting To see those that are sons of God show up. Hallelujah. That means that there are manifestations that are embedded in us. That means that there are exploits that are embedded in us, that are unique to us, which God had before ordained. Permit me to use the word preordained. Hallelujah. Preordained. Now, when I talk about setting your cause, I know sometimes I, I, I give, need to give the spelling of what I'm saying because I see some people write notes that Pastor T.B. Peters preached and then the paper is on the floor and I pick it. I know that that's not what I preached. Amen. So when I say setting your cause, I'm talking about cause as in C-O-U-R-S-E. What does that mean? Let me explain that in a moment. The literal, um, let me use a figurative um, explanation of it. A captain of a ship sets his course. It means that before he starts the journey, he might look at a map. And then he pins something in the map and says, this is where we're going to. Alright? So there is a destination. And then based on the destination, he steers the ship and sets the coordinates in that direction. Oh, it could be 10 degrees north and so-so degrees east or west. And then the ship is going on that course. If a wind comes to try to take it off course, he goes back on, on, on track. Are you understanding me? Mean? Now, what the Bible is telling you and I is that we have a course that we must follow. Amen. That before we came, that there is something that has been foreordained for us. Now, a lot of times believers think that if God wants something to happen, it will just happen. How I wish it was true. There are many things in your life that we are ordained but might not happen. You know why? Because you are a partner with God. Hallelujah. There is a human path in making what God wants to happen, happen. Now, the Bible has a lot of illustrations, and I would like to read a few scriptures, making us understand that we have a role to play, that we can set our course and arrive at the destination that God ordained for us. Hallelujah. I'd like to read some of the statements that Paul made. Let's first look at Acts chapter 2, 20 verse 24. Acts 20, 24. Then i also read um, what he said at the end of the day. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. In Acts 20, 24, we see Paul making a statement. Let's look at it together. Read it with me. One to go. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might Finish my cause. Did you see that? With joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now Paul used the language, finished, finish my cause. Finish my cause. What does it mean by cause? What does it mean by that? The Greek word there is dromos. It means career. My spiritual career. That it's a path that God has ordained for me. I want to finish it. I want to carry it out. Execute it. Paul used the same statement again in Second Timothy four, verse seven. Like I like us to read it again. Second Timothy four seven. Read that also, rather. Second Timothy four seven. Let's read one to go. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my cause. I have kept the faith. Now, what does it mean, finish? That means, the destination God showed to me, I've arrived at that spot. Hallelujah. So, if Paul could finish, my brother, you can finish. My sister, you can finish. We saw two statements by the same individual. The first statement he made was that, none of these things move me. Why? Why? My focus is to finish. At that time, he had not finished. He was striving to finish. That's why Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Meaning, I want to finish. Then at the end of the day, in 2 Timothy 4, 7, when he had arrived at destination, he says, I have finished my course. My prayer is that everyone will make that statement also in the name of Jesus. That everyone under the sound of my voice will not just hear this message, but you will live out this message. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. How is it possible for a man, an individual, to finish his course? We have all through scripture, folks that the Bible talks about that ran their race and the ones that finished. And the scriptures takes it takes our time to explain to us folks that finished. But my focus this morning is to guide your mind to train your spirits on how To set your cause in prayer. Hallelujah. Are we together? Because many believers sometimes take those things for granted. I I mentioned earlier when I started, I said some people only know about prayer as something they should do when there is a crisis. They say, oh, my landlord wants to throw me out. Let us pray. Oh, oh, my child, my child, my child now is, in, is into drugs. Let us pray. Oh, oh, my, my husband is, is, is behaving, is getting so irresponsible. Let us pray. Let me say something to you that will surprise you. Some of the things you are now praying about, you would have prayed about before and they will not have even happened. Are you listening to me? Some of the things that have become emergencies, would not have been emergencies if you had allowed the Holy Ghost, especially for some of you that have been saved for a long time, to allow, to walk through you, to set your cause, amen, in life. Spiritual things don't just happen. In Ecclesiastes where he said that if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves. If a tree falls, he said there it will be. What he's trying to say, listen to me, there's a law of cause and effect. Are you listening to me? That there are certain things don't just happen. And for the life of the believer, there is so much influence you can wield in the future that is coming by prayer. You might have heard me talk about prayer deposits. Making deposits in prayer for the future. And when we say, oh, we have a prayer meeting, if some people check, and at that time, their rent is not due, they don't have any sickness in their body, they don't have any immediate problem, they say there's no need to go for prayer. That's not smart. The greatest prayer you will pray is not a prayer in crisis. The greatest prayer you will pray is the prayer that helps set your cause in life. Amen. So that you don't have to pray emergency prayers, at least some emergency prayers. What some of us are enjoying today is that our lives have been set; we've been set on course in prayer, and we're enjoying it. There's some of you here you think, you know, somebody say, "Oh, my, my I'm, I'm raising my children." Listen to me. <laughs> Look at the world around you. You can whip that child all you want. You can lock them anywhere all you want. Satan doesn't need he doesn't need to see the child outside. Amen? Are you listening to me? The only short thing for you not to have strange children as was said in Psalm 144. Is prayer. Amen. You can set the cause of that child's life in prayer. I'm not saying that there's no hope for you. But let's just talk about the children a little. You can set their cause in prayer. It means that when they are born, no matter how they walk, is on that path. There's, there's nothing they can do about it. And this thing I'm sharing with you is, is deeply spiritual. Many people that are just religious, you know, you can be religious and not be spiritual. And there are people that are spiritual and are not religious. Are you understanding me? So, there are several folks that are religious, but they don't understand what we mean when we say, Oh, this life, the life of this child needs to be set. They say, okay, um, you know, I don't believe in baby dedication. It's not in the New Testament. You too are not in the New Testament. You know, some people just say some things and you know that they, 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 they are just in error. Whether you call it dedication, ordination, ordination, whatever you call it is not the issue. It is what is happening when that, what is happening to that child that is important. You know, we can argue about the nomenclature forever. But listen to me, there is something that happens when a child is born and is brought to a prophet to speak into his life. You are setting the course of the child's life at birth, Amen. I know some people don't understand that. Is there, uh, 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 We are Christians. The child will also be a Christian. <laughs> Go and ask some of the people that are doing some things, terrorism and other. So of were preachers' children. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah, they were. They were. I spoke to a young lady just um, in America. She was telling me about her elder brother. She said, Pastor, my elder brother. She's a pastor's child. And she said, my elder brother does, does not believe in God. Are you listening to me? He doesn't believe in God. How do you explain that? Praise God. So, that child they bring to church. Oh, the child has been born. Then they say they bring the child to church. And words are spoken. Is setting his course. Now, we might not know all that it will take for us to finally say this child's cause is already set. We might not know all of that, but we know the things, amen, that can set the cause of a child's life. One of them is the prayer of the parents. Glory to God. The prayer of the parents. You don't just train your children by putting YouTube videos for them to watch. You train them on your knees. Amen. You culture them in prayer. You recall their name. You know, sometimes there are some parents that have had the privilege of knowing what the children that were given to them, or the children they received from God, what their destiny is, even before the, the children were born. That's not just for information purposes. It's so that you will nurture the child in that direction. So when you are praying, you are praying that the resources, when I talk about resources, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about even the people that need to come into the child's life at different points and stages. For that child to fulfill destiny will meet the person. Listen to me. Don't take for granted association. Never take it for granted. The Bible tells you evil communication corrupts good manners. He didn't say evil communication corrupts normal manners. He said the manner was good until evil communication came. No, no, no. I'm just a friendly person. You know, I can be anybody's friend. Don't be everybody's friend. There are certain people that will come into your life, and certain things will shut down. And there are certain people that will come into your life. If they didn't come in, there are certain things that you will never learn. There are never some doors that will never open. So it is in that place of prayer. Look at the scriptures about king saul what happened to him after the prophet laid hands on him um, spoke words to him he said when you go uh, or anointed him with and when you go on your way he said there shall a man meet you and he told him exactly what will happen that means that his cause has been set glory to god there are specific people that he was to meet when David was made king, the Bible says, "Men whose hearts God has touched came to David." That's the language that was used in Scripture. He said, "Men whose hearts God has touched." That means those people were destined to be in His life, and they came. If not, you'll be running solo. You'll be running on your own. You'll be trying. You'll be doing that. You'll be doing that. Those additions, those assistants, those things you need, they will be absent. Why? The course was not set. Listen to me. It is prayer that makes people to be at the right place at the right time. It's not by human calculation. It's prayer that will stay a man to go in a particular direction. I keep telling the story about Billy Graham. You know, Billy Graham um, uh, um, uh, just passed on this year, right? It was this year, last year, this year? You know, and he was 99 or thereabout, 98 or 99. I'm not sure of the age now. Now, one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived. Now, but his story, remarkable story. He had been holding crusades. Small meetings from one town to the other, one town to the other. Then he went to this particular city. I can't remember the name now. And then they asked to just publish information of their crusade, this like two by three small space, you know, in the uh advert column of the paper. And the normal thing they said, Norm didn't always do. And the editor saw was approving the adverts for the day. And look and say, ah. And when he got to Billy Graham, he didn't know him from anywhere. He said Let's blow Billy. Let's blow Billy big. Let's puff Billy Graham. He doesn't know him. He said, he just entered his heart. He said, why do you want to do it? Let's just do it. For fun. He's, he's an insignificant, unknown person. Let's just puff him. Okay, how are we going to do that? Put this advert on the front cover of the newspaper. And then every day of the crusade, publish what happened. Even Billy Graham did not know that that was what was going to happen. But you know something? Is the cost setting? Amen. What we call time and chance happens for him, and then all of a sudden they published it and said a man of God is coming to town. (laughs) Even the man of God did not believe he was coming to town, (laughs) and they published it, and everybody was like, you know, everybody felt like "Eh, there's a man of God, and I don't know him. I don't know. Eh? I don't know him. I don't know him. Ah, you don't know him. Ah, that means other people know him. I don't know him. Everybody said going for the crusade. And when they went for the crusade, they published in, what happened because they used to have evening papers in, in 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 America and all that. So they published in, in the papers again what happened in the, in the meeting, and more people attended. That was it. From that town, every other town received him like that. Are you listening to me? So, you know, most of the time, people don't understand how these things work. But I want to show you something. Glory to God. Are you with me? Is this helping anybody? You'll find that even Jesus had to set his cause in prayer. What do you think Jesus was doing in the wilderness? Amen. The Bible says he was led of the spirits into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, being led into the wilderness, he ha- it's a separation. Now, listen to me. It's, most of you have not understood certain workings of the Spirit in your life. And you know what? There's something about learning to be alone with God sometimes. Separation to the place of prayer. If Jesus said, "Ah, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for this, his cause will not have been set. Listen to me. What was the cause for Jesus? He will be born and he will suffer and die. Amen. And and be raised again. That was the cause. The path for Jesus was not that he was going to marry, raise a family, have three children. Are you understanding me? You understand? I send them to a good school. Are you understanding me? You know, like Sailor's Pride. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Are you understanding me? And then, no, no, no. That's not the plan for Jesus. The plan for Jesus was that, hey, he's not going to get married. At 33, he's going to die. He'll be cut off from the land of the living. He'll be buried and he'll be raised again. Now, for that to happen, there are many things that will militate against that thing happening. Jesus had to spend time in prayer. To set his course. Are we together? And for him, it took 40 days and 40 nights. Praise God. So when you have believers that never have time, that they just pray, not because there's crisis. And I'm not talking about where maybe you're a man... And you understand that you are clocking 55, 60, no sister said yes to you. You say, Lord, something will happen. Something will happen. Then you take out one week and start praying and start calling the names. Comfort. yes, Lord. Comfort. Comfort. The name is not, you are not saying comfort. You are calling somebody's name comfort. Amen. (laughs) And then you start praying emergency prayers. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. Taking out time and you are spending time praying in tongues about your future. Hallelujah. About the remaining part of this year. Amen. Are we together? You are setting your course for the remaining part of this year. That you will arrive at that place that God ordained for you to arrive. Now, in Colossians 4, verse 12, the popular Colossians 4 12, we were told about a man called Epaphras. Epaphras was one of the associates of Paul and Paul spoke about him um, in glowing terms. He said, let's read together, let's go. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ saluted you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Pause. Now, If he has stopped there by just saying, he's always laboring fervently for you in prayers, we don't know what he's praying about. We just know that he's praying for the Colossian church. The church at Colossae, that's the name of the city, he was praying for them. He was, not sometimes, the Bible says always, always, always laboring fervently. But now, the verse goes further to tell us what he was praying for. Let's read the second part. That ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god that means there's something about prayer and fulfilling god's will amen tap your neighbor say there's something about prayer and fulfilling god's will yes i i, I know folks that I, maybe i knew in the early in the 90s mid 90s you know that i all I knew about them was that they used to spend time praying, 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 praying. That's what I knew about them. They would pray, 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 you know. And I, 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 there's one particular fellow, you know. I, I, that's how I met him, praying. They would spend hours praying, hours praying. For the first five years I knew him, nothing dramatic was happening in his life. Oh. I, I, mean. I couldn't say, okay, this has happened, that has happened. He didn't even look like he was making progress. But he always spent time praying. Years later. When I inquired about him, (laughs) you sing that song, Amazing God, you do mind blowing. It's mind blowing testimonies. Mind blowing testimonies. The ones I went to share with you say it's a lie. And when they and I know why I heard the testimonies. I know why. God always is out to teach me. So, someone was sharing with me. I said, oh, and mentioned that oh, the person asked about me. Da, 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 da. I said, oh, okay, yeah, I've not seen him for a long time. Where is he now? And then they started telling me his story. The person doesn't know what I knew about him before. But well, just sharing with me, this is how he got his job, his first job. This is what happened. Someone left him um, an estate. Are you understanding me? A, a foreigner. That doesn't know him from anywhere. I laughed. I said, thank you. The person didn't know. I said, why are you telling me thank you? I said, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. His prayers of yesteryears were not in vain. Because they were deposits. Amen. They will mature. Amen. And they will yield. You might look stupid when you are praying, spending time setting your cause in prayer. You might look stupid to others. You might look like you are wasting your time. No, 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 you are gaining time. For me personally, one of the, I might not know all the stories, but I know that Jeremiah 33, was my scripture. And this was the scripture God gave to me. Let's read together. I want to go. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. This was the scripture I went into the prayer and fasting 1996. This was the scripture. And it was a seven day prayer and fasting. It started on the 28th of August, which was on Wednesday. And the next day was when I had the experience of what we're doing here today. Amen. Now, that was a course-setting prayer. Are you listening to me? Course-setting. Come out. Come and pray. And then I took out time and started praying. You know the thing about that prayer is that you might not even be feeling good. It's not that when you're praying, no, you are know, might not even be exciting. But that's not what is important. <laughs> Your throat will be dry. You, you are praying, Father, thank you, Lord. You are praying. Hours will roll by. You might not hear anything spectacular, nothing dramatic might happen. The, don't worry, the drama will meet you in the future. The drama will meet you in future. (laughs) Praying and praying and praying and praying. Of course, I was not the only one praying for myself, but I believe that the Spirit of God led me in that time of prayer. And many things came out of that. Many things came out of that. Now, some of you might not understand this, but why are you hearing this? Because God is calling you, amen. To set your course for the days to come. Amen. So that you stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Glory to God. Now, let me digress a bit. I'll come back to this. This for somebody. One other way, there are many ways, but the core of what I'm teaching is prayer. That God sets your course is by bringing you in contact with your prophets. There are certain men of God that God has called certain people to speak into their lives. God has called the men of God to speak into their lives, rather. Now, if Elisha Never met Elijah. You will never have heard about Elisha. Are you listening to me? The purpose of Elisha was to Elijah, sorry, was to help Elisha set the course for his life and ministry. And you know something? He didn't do it in a nice way. Elijah did not write a letter to Elisha's family and say, "I hereby request that you yield your son for me to train him in ministry because the Lord is leading me to raise him up." It looked like Elijah came from an influential family because for him to have 12 yoke of oxen he would have been a wealthy uh, family. Elijah was not nice. So throughout Elijah's ministry we never saw him do anything nice. We didn't see him act like a kind person or so he was always harsh and rough and that's how he was introduced. Elijah the teachbite. Of the inhabitants of Gilead. Finish. No cousin, no brother, no father, no mother, nothing. No time for nonsense. Now, look at how Elijah beckoned on Elisha. He was passing and used his mantle. Your mantle is not handkerchief. (laughs) And I look for trouble now. Sorry. The mantle is not necessarily a handkerchief. The mantle is a jacket. Like this is my jacket now. It's an overcoat. Are you with me? That's what the mantle is. Actually, an overcoat. It's what the prophet wears. It's a symbol of his prophetic ministry. So he took it off. And he was passing by Elisha. If I'm passing by you, I use my suit and flog you. It's, what's the thing? pigeon English? What happened? It's not what you would say. Are you understanding me? What? what, you know, what? Not the, it, that's what he did. He took it up. Uh, boom. And continued going. No discussion. But Elisha understood. I pray for you that you will understand when God brings around you things that will set your cause. It's so sad when believers are blind to the cause setting things that God brings around them and the prophets and the ministers that God brings around them to set their cause. He understood. The meaning of the mantle on his body. He didn't say, you see, you see, you see, the Bible says, a man of God must be gentle. He didn't stop, you're not supposed to start correcting a man of God. You know, the Bible says, a man of God must be kind. You know, if someone, he should be like Jesus Christ. Elisha would have been there explaining what a man of God will be. And Elijah will go. Are you understanding me? And look for another person. He ran after him. He said, please, let me bid my father and mother, my family goodbye. I'll come and be with you. Elijah did not say, okay. Elijah said, what business do I have with you? That he didn't, you know. He went, took yoke of oxen, killed it, like had a feast, some like a feast, with his family telling them, I'm, eh, I'm gone with this phase of life. I'm entering destiny now. Amen. I was here for such a time. Now I'm entering destiny. And then he followed him. Look at the journey. There was no loving discussion. Have you eaten Elisha? Elisha, did you sleep well last night? You know some people always waiting for, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. When you are in a church, thank you Lord Jesus. You have a pastor. And there's a role a pastor plays over your life. Your pastor will ask you, how are you doing? How is it? You know, what's happening? Or the structures that are set up will care for you and provide pastoral care. But when it comes to the prophetic, it's not how are you, how are you doing? It doesn't work like that. though. It doesn't work like that. And you have to understand the difference. Amen. You have to understand the difference. The next time we saw Elijah was on his way to Gilgal, Bethel, Jordan, and then Jericho. Sorry, Jericho, then Jordan, right? Now, on their way, every step of the way, Elijah always told Elisha to go back. That means there was no encouragement no encouragement but Elisha understood this is setting my course amen. at the end of the day did Elisha not become what God wanted him to be amen that's what matters that's what matters that's what matters there are people that God had led me in my walk with him over the last twenty or more years, to learn, they were not nice to me, Amen. <laughs> and I'm not looking for their niceness. Are you guys me? I'm not looking for their niceness. That's not what is important. Praise God. Somebody took a seed to a minister. And then he got there and said, Oh, they kept him too long. Ah, it's not my money, it's not my money. I beg. And he got offended and left. I know that he's still a spiritual baby. Amen. <laughs> he's still a spiritual baby. If they did not, if the money was not taken from you, something is incomplete. Amen. <laughs> but you know better. You say no. That people where we went to sow seed, we've sent a check. And drop the seed for the minister or the prophet, as the case might be, and then they've not cashed the check. We go back there and say, um, the check has not been cashed. To this is like three weeks. They say, hey. they say, we've misplaced the check. <laughs> they, you misplaced my check. It's not hundred thousand naira. It's not five hundred thousand. You misplaced my check. Say yes. Um... Okay, I'm going to write another one. We start looking for a way to get the money directly into the accounts. Are you understanding me? Not saying, thank God, Oh, I collect my money back. That money some of you collected back has been your problem. It's true. It's true. The Bible says a man's riches will be a ransom for his soul. That means there are certain things that... I don't even know why I'm entering this area. But let me say this to you. When it comes to setting the course of your life, one other area is the prophetic words that come to you. The man of God that God has sent you way. You, you know, things that if they were not spoken into your life, certain things will never start. Have you heard that phrase, prophecy is the mother of events? You've heard that before? That means there are certain events that will never be ushered in until that word has come. Are you listening to me? So, when you see a baby, they bring the baby and then we start speaking words into that baby's life. We are setting his course. Amen. That's what's happening. Jesus was taken back to the temple on the eighth day. Simeon. Amen. And Anna in the book of find that in the book of Luke came to that place. They were led of the spirits at that moment, full of the Holy Ghost, and began to speak words about Jesus. That was prophetic. Are we together? Setting his course. It was not by accident. It was not by accident. So, when you see some people, meet some people on the way, it's not by accident. I give a good example of a great story of um, 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 the great man of God, Rehan Bonke, Evangelist Rehan Bonke. He had been doing ministry, serving the Lord. But there are certain things that had not yet happened until he went to um, England and he was on the street. Walking by a street, he saw a plaque. You know, like outside the house, like a sign. That has been, in those days, they have the name of the, who lives in the house, in front of the house. So, they had there um, something, Jeffrey. Ah, and there's this evangelist, Jeffrey, that the Jeffrey brothers, great evangelist in England. He said, Jeffrey? He went to the door and knocked. An old lady came out. He said, is this the Jeffrey evangelist, Jeffrey, the one of Jeffrey brothers? She said, yes. He said, please, can I come? She said, no. And the lady was closing the door. And the, an elderly man from inside said, let him in. That was destiny. Are you understanding me? It's not by accident. God had ordained that he would walk by that street. If not, he will not be the evangelist. Rambonki, you know. And then he came there, and the man of God called him in. And began to minister to him. Are you listening to me? That's called setting. I always share this in a personal light, how my grandma, in my teenage years, my maternal grandma, she, she read the Igbo Bible. She didn't read it. She didn't have an English Bible. That She read the Bible in the Igbo language. And anytime she finishes reading, she must preach to you. To so sit you down and start explaining what she understands from the scripture. She prayed a lot. She, was, uh, a, a, she lived her life and passed on as a member of Deeper Life Bible Church. She was a woman of prayer. She will spend time praying and praying. One of those days, that time I was not planning to serve the Lord. I was not planning to serve the Lord. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were in ministry, but I was not planning to serve the Lord. It was not in my second plan. God had told me, but I did not accept. Are you understanding me? I was not planning to serve Him. I had had visions as a child, I did not accept so one of those times in my life we had a situation at home and she called me and she put her finger on my forehead and said you're wasting your time <laughs> she said i've settled your case you will end up in god i've said that's what that I didn't understand what she was saying. Now I understand what she was saying. She had set my course. I believe I was her favorite grandchild. And she said, I have settled your case. You know, I come to wait the point at your fear, and you are even saying, I reject it, I reject it, I reject it. <laughs> Don't, when they were telling me that, I was not saying, Amen, I receive it. I wasn't saying that. I always ask, where am I now? Where am I? That's what setting cause is. Are you understanding me? So, what I'm saying here is this. Two things I want you to get. One, you on your own, in prayer, hallelujah, can set your cause for the remaining part of the year. You just wake up. That's why sometimes you see some people, you know, say, ah, I've been waking up every 4 a.m. I don't know why. Then you wake up and you can to start browsing. Who told you about browsing? Oh, you wake up and you, you say, uh, you wake up uh, and then you, you, you can to start frying plantain. <laughs> but you observe that every 4 o'clock something just wakes you up. My brother, pray. Every 2 a.m. something just wakes you up. they you don't have to have a problem. Just, I set my course for many part of the year. Begin to pray. Spend time praying until that spirit of prayer wears up. Are you understanding me? There's a spirit of prayer. I hope you know that. You'll be amazed what will come out of that. Ken Hagen said, he had been preaching the gospel in gospel churches for many years. Papa Hagin, I'm talking about. The man of God. And then he said, at a particular time in his life, he just used to come to the altar of the church he was pastoring and just spend time praying. And he kept praying that Ephesians 1 prayer from 16 down to 20 or 21 now. He would pray prayer every day. He said, after a while, his eyes just opened. He told his wife, said, I don't know what I've been preaching since. So I've been preaching nonsense. It's now I'm knowing the Bible. Are you understanding me? That set the cause for his teaching ministry. There are some people that are struggling. You know, I, I was telling a brother once. I said, "I beg it is not like that. Ah, only you. You have proposed, propose, proposed, disposed, dispose. Propose, <laughs> only you." I said life is not. Is not life is not that hard. Ah, ah. ah but, what? Ah. Even some people. Even people that cost. <laughs> Don't go through that. So, well, uh, well, I'm working on something. They're always working on something. I'm working on something. I'm working on something. And the thing they are working on never matures. It never matures. If they line up all the sisters that the brother has proposed to, Men is more than the books of the Bible. You start with Sister Genesis, I end with Sister Revelation. And yet, he's still not settled. <laughs> you understand know I me? Mean? He's still not settled. What's the issue? Listen, it's because you are, see, you've not settled something in the, in the place of prayer. You will settle it here before you come out. Are you listening to me? You've not settled it that's why he's doing like that i'm talking about even sisters the same thing they broke my heart again oh broke my heart again they broke my heart again is this one to come to break my heart promise me you will not break my heart i will not break your heart okay take my heart (laughs) broken again (laughs) you know that's what has been happening to them one heart broke heartbreak to the other one heartbreak to the other You know why? Listen to me. The cause has not been set in prayer. There's a story about a great man of God that pastored a church in a town of about 3,000 people. That's a small town. Three, out 3,000 people lived in town. But the church was pastored and had 10,000 members that means that over of course you know that if 3,000 people live in town all the 3,000 people are not coming to his church you know that that means over 7,000 people or more were coming from outside the town to church Yeah. one day he said this my wife is giving me a headache I'm not marrying again someone asked me that if he divorces his wife will he go to hell no you won't go to hell you will just live in hell here amen amen <laughs> So (laughs) you won't go to hell. You know So he left his wife, he had problems with his wife, he said he was not gonna marry again to his wife. And the wife left. The church went down to the size of his own destiny. It was that time he started finding out what the problem was and he found out that the girl's parents, he knew all that, but he didn't know this dimension, were pastors. And they were praying for, they, they didn't have a child for a long time, so they prayed for a child. They said, Lord, if you give us a male child, he's going to be a pastor with a large church. If you give us a female child, she's going to be a pastor's wife with a large church. And so they set her course in prayer. The father, when she was to get mine, a guy will come say, "Um, I want to get you. say, what do you do?" Say, oh, "Well, uh, by the grace of God, I work with uh, Baker Hughes, or you know, something, something. I work or I'm a disease. That he say, "Thank you, you're not the one." And I say, "So what do you do?" Say, "Well, I'm, I'm a lawyer, you know, I'm, I'm a son. You understand? That? You're not the one." And I say, "What do you do?" Well, by the grace of God, God has called me into ministry. Although I've not started, but the calling is borning. Say, "You are the one." <laughs> they knew that it was a man of God that. And then, they work. That's how... So, when they started the church, boom. The man might have thought it was his preaching. No. It was destiny. There are some of you that don't even know the reason why certain things are happening in your life. You don't even know. Are you with me? So, stop coming out and struggling to achieve something. If Listen. If there's something you have attempted three times, four times, it has not worked, my brother suspend amen go back amen and settle it in the place of prayer and some of you know what i'm talking about somebody said well i believe that i'm supposed to study engineering i wrote jam in 1994 I did not make it. I wrote in 1995. I did not make it. Well, I went into business. I was doing very well. In 1998, I came back again. I still did not make it. I know that I must do that engineering. So every year I've been applying. And I've not been admitted. Now, let me explain something to you. Um, Things don't work like that. My wife has a testimony, you know, that is really a blessing to me. You know, when I remember it. Um, In my home, my wife is the only one that has a Nigerian passport only. And we feel sorry for her, you know. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) You know, because every time we want to travel, she's the only one we are considering. You understand So... (laughs) I might not eat lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> so when we when um, we started missions to America, you know, from 2009, I've been going to America almost every other year. So um, she had not. One of the times I mentioned to her, I said, "Okay, this da 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 da." She was not interested in the going through, applying for a visa and all that and all that, you know, at that time, for the U.S. So, one day, she was spending time praying, and then she came and told me that this year, she's going to apply for the visa, and she'll get it. I said, okay. You know? Okay. She, she just, it was in, from the place of prayer, just said, it's time. I said, okay, so we did it. And, if you see the events that occurred, you will know it was something from the Spirit. Amen. And that testimony always challenges me because it's not that I said. Are you understanding me? It's not like, you know, okay, I was praying. No, 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 no. She was the one. said, It's time. It's going to work now. I'm telling you that that's how your life should be. Glory to God. Are we together? Hello? Whether it's about marriage, whether it's about traveling abroad, whether it's about gaining admission, starting a new business, and so on and so forth, is the same principle. Set your cause in the place of prayer. You might not be sure about everything, but everything will work out for your good. In that scripture, in Romans 8, verse 28, you know, we always quote 28. Romans eight twenty-eight, and I've thought that severally. 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good. Let's read together. We want to go, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that the co- to them who are the are the called according to His purpose. Sorry. Now we always quote 28, and I explain all the time to believers everywhere. I've had the opportunity to teach on this. This is not a promise to all believers. It's not a promise. It's a consequence, an outcome of something that had already happened, which is 26. Go back to 26 now. So you understand what, what it is. 26 is what makes 28 happen. Let's read together. One to go. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 27. And he that sucheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Then Verse 28. And we know, amen, that all things, that's the, that's the, that's the flow. That's the flow. That means that it is because of prayer that all things start working together for your good. Amen. You know, don't be a Christian that just hoping, uh, well, how this year be? Well, we, we are just looking at God. That's not Christianity. In the place of prayer, you will set your course. Then you will come out and say, this is what will happen. And it will go in that direction. Amen. So you spend time. Listen to me. As we close this month, spend more time praying, setting your course for the remaining year. It is in those kind of prayers that certain things will enter your heart. Listen, the Bible says, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither had it entered. That means there are certain things that must enter your hearts. Neither had it entered into the heart of man. The things that means that the things God has prepared for you, it will not enter your heart without prayer. Without the help of the Holy Ghost, it will never enter your hearts. It takes God for it to enter your heart. This is the thing that God wants me to do. You can be in a place where you walk. God spoke to you. My son, my son. I have sent you to the Ministry of Education. You reach the Ministry of Education. You will be there 10 years. You will not be promoted once. If be want, well, go God send me here now. Well, go God send me here now. Yes, they've not promoted you they're passing you by promoting other promoter listen to me this is the time for you to understand that these things will not just happen because you are there no you will go back into that place of prayer and you start praying and then circumstances will start aligning for that purpose of god to be fulfilled in that place there are many things old christians older christians some of them didn't understand because some of them felt that if God wants to do something, He will do it. If it, do, if it's not, if it doesn't happen, then God doesn't want it. What did you understand? That no, 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 there's the devil, Amen. That doesn't want what God wants to happen to happen. Did you understand that part? Did you understand that in certain areas they should take their stand and seek the face of God, and not just let everything just um, okay, let's just leave it. There are some things that you are leaving. Listen to me. There are some things that you are living, you are not supposed to live. And there are some things that you are holding, you are supposed to leave. Tap your neighbor and say, may God help you know the difference. Amen. Amen. There are some things that you are holding. God said, let's go, let's go. He said, no Lord, no Lord, no Lord. Then there are some things he's saying, don't let that thing go. And you've turned your back on it. Amen. You've turned your back on it. Meanwhile, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, when um, it, it came to my heart, I was to share this with you. A lot of thoughts were on my, on my mind. Because I've been trained in a way and by the Spirit of God. And it's amazing to know that if not for the help of the Spirit, there are certain things that would not have just happened. I keep talking about that experience I had where I fell into a river of power. And I wish said that, that it would have not... It, it, I would have turned back. I was spending time praying. I was led in my heart to go and pray. And I didn't hear a voice telling me to go and pray. We had a program, April 3rd, all right, 1998. We had a program coming up. And I went to spend time just praying for the program. I was just one of the speakers. There were two speakers. I was one of the speakers. I was just spending time praying. While in prayer, I spent all day praying. At a point, I like, I felt like I was fulfilled. I was okay. But just a tiny, I don't know, a, just a pull in me. Just stay a little longer. I said, There's nothing more. There's nothing more. And I stayed a little longer. What it made me understand was, Wow. So I would have turned back. Praise God. Because just the little longer didn't stay up to an hour. It didn't stay up to an hour. And I just slipped. And I felt it was a river of power. I was shouting, this is it. This is it. This is it. My life and ministry changed from that point. I've been praying for the sick. I've been getting fulfilled, the Holy Ghost, praying for the sick, ministering to people. But from that moment, where they call the raw and strong manifestation of the Spirit began to happen in my life and ministry. Where you be in the meeting and put a fall under the power. It's still happening from there. Now, I keep asking. so It was possible to miss it. That's the point I'm making. It was very possible to miss it. Very possible. The same thing with my wife. I don't know how other people marry you. People have their own different theory of marriage. I believe in the leading of the spirit. Amen. Some people believe in the leading of their feeling. No problem. Do your own. When I was praying, I was not praying for a spouse. What were thoughts, and I believe every young person should do that, is that every time you remember marriage, pray for your spouse wherever they are. That God will keep them. Hallelujah. And God will order your steps and you will meet. Glory to God. And pray for, the, for, the, for their welfare and all that. And I was just doing that and praying. On that particular day, I wasn't praying about marriage. I was not praying about anything about related to marriage. It was a public holiday I was a student And I woke up Spent my regular quiet time Praying And then I wanted to go out And the Spirit of God Beckoned me to stay back So I spent maybe an hour extra Praying And I felt I had finished praying Reading my Bible I wanted to go out To get back on me to stay back Now it was about 12 noon the, the stay back had happened Like two or three times And I sensed that Okay let me just stay So now, I would have resisted it. Are you know inside me? Mean? It's not something that I couldn't resist. You know what I, mean? I could I would have been able to resist. I would have been able to say, I beg, I will pray another day. But I stayed back. And I spent time praying. So I took off my clothes and just stayed back. Um, what, what do you want to do? What was it, Holy Spirit? And I started praying like that. It was towards the evening time that the Spirit of God began to talk to me about my marriage. Hello? Hello? Now, I could be wrong, but permit me. If maybe that day I didn't get that information, maybe I'll be married to Angela now. Amen. I don't know what Angela would have done to me. I don't know. Thank you. You know, but it was that day. And he just dropped him out. That's the direction. This is your spouse. It was not a bad idea. Amen. And i like, okay. But, you know, it's not like we were friends at that time. How is it going to happen? And then, I had guidance on what to do. But what I'm trying to say to you is that those important things came in that time of separation prayer. Hallelujah. Some of you are running ahead of God. You know? God is here. You are coming behind. You have overtaken God. They are saying, God, follow me, follow me, follow me. You you have gone. (laughs) And God is looking for you. It's no more Adam, where are thou? It's now John, where are thou? Amen. (laughs) You're looking for you. Lift your right hand and begin to pray in tongues. If you pray in tongues. And talk to God. And pray for yourself. That you will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Pray for yourself. That remaining part of this year. You will stay on that path. You will set your cause. In prayer. It will not be just one of those things happening. Sure things are happening in your life. By the help of the Spirit of God. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on two three four eight zero six three six one three five. Six zero You are big, blessed and loaded. Taking the best thing of me around the world by the power of the world.